This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. Thanks to the Checkpoint team for keeping us updated on what's been happening in the gaming world. I'm Emmanuel and I'll be keeping you company until 5pm today. Joining me in the studio is my fellow Pets Aloud presenter, Kristen. Thank you for having me back. It's been a while <laughs> since we've uh, presented together. You've it been has. a bit busy at the Lost Dogs Home. Yeah, a little bit sick. Had a bit of time off. A bit but sick um, as well. Back and feeling good. So. All re-energised and ready to get back into it, yes, I hope. definitely. Yes. Now, this week from the 9th until the 15th of May is National Volunteer Week, which, uh, you know, a celebration and acknowledgement of volunteers and the outstanding contribution that they make to our community. Now, lots of charity organisations across the country are really lucky to have a team of volunteers who help out with their work. And in fact, you know, many of these organisations simply couldn't survive without their volunteers. And that is definitely the case for us at the Lost Dogs Home. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, around 185 volunteers currently, and their contribution is vital to the day-to-day running of the Lost Dogs Home. We have volunteers who help provide enrichment to the dogs and cats, volunteers who help out in the office, volunteers who help us spread the word about responsible pet ownership at community events, and our foster carers are also volunteers. So throughout today's show, you're going to meet just some of our many wonderful volunteers. Their stories might even hopefully inspire you to become a volunteer. Now, the theme for National Volunteer Week is Give Happy, Live Happy, because research has shown that volunteering can actually help us live happier and healthier lives. And I know, you know, I can speak from experience. I was a volunteer for a couple of years at another animal shelter before I came to the Lost Dogs Home. And, you know, I get the same sense from the volunteers that I've spoken to to help put together today's show that, you know, it's just such a rewarding experience and it really does make you feel happy like you're doing something really good for the community and yeah it's very fulfilling yeah i very much found that in my work um our volunteers tend to yeah really feel really rewarded with the work they do particularly um the volunteers we have uh that with special needs so we have a lot of volunteers with intellectual disabilities and that sort of thing um and they tend to respond really really well to working with dogs and cats they tend to they seem I'm told by their carers that they're most happy when they're working with us. So it's a pretty good sign that it's um, benefiting their mental health for sure. And and I'm sure the animals are just as happy to spend time with them as well, getting lots of love and cuddles. Yep, it's a two-way street for sure. And um, one of our volunteers who you will actually hear from later on in today's show, her name is Catherine. She made a really good point. Um, She's a dog enrichment volunteer at the home and she just said, you know, you just feel a lot better as well when you're getting out and about, getting fresh air and sunshine and having some exercise with the dogs as well. So it really does benefit everyone. Definitely, yeah. Now, um, to celebrate National Volunteer Week, today's feel-good edition of Pets Aloud is all about volunteering, and here's what's coming up. First, we're going to hear from Dr. Stephen Carbone from Beyond Blue, and he's going to tell us why volunteering is good for our mental health. And our volunteer photographer, Melanie, will give you an insight into what it's like photographing the pets up for adoption at our Compass Bay Shelter. You'll also hear from two of our North Melbourne volunteers, Rosie and Catherine, and they'll be telling us what what it's like to be volunteering with our adoptable dogs and cats. Now, um, foster carers are also a type of uh, volunteer, and they open their homes and hearts to animals who need some temporary care. 
And we will be talking a little bit about foster care on our show today. And one of our foster carers, Rebecca, is going to tell you what it's like playing that special part in an animal's journey towards finding a forever home. All that plus our news wrap, Pet of the Week and Dog Dates will be coming up soon. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. And our news item for today is National Volunteer Week. Um, That's pretty exciting for me, being the volunteer coordinator at the Lost Dogs Home. It's a pretty big week for us. Um, So it is National Volunteer Week this week, the 9th to 15th of May. Um, It's a celebration of volunteers and the outstanding contribution they make to our community. At the Lost Dogs Home, we're very fortunate to have a team of dedicated volunteers. Our volunteers are very special people. They donate their own time to come and help us and help, and most importantly, to help our animals. They don't ask for praise or recognition. They genuinely do it out of the goodness of their hearts. So we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge and thank our incredible volunteers. On behalf of everyone at the Lost Dogs Home, including our ferry residents, we'd like to extend a heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you. Your dedication and commitment make such a difference to the lives of the animals in our care. They love seeing you every week just as much as we do. Even though they can't talk, their happy tail wags and contented purrs speak volumes. Now, to anyone who is thinking about becoming a volunteer, there are lots of reasons why it's a beneficial and rewarding experience. So first, you'll be actively making a difference to a cause that you're passionate about. You become part of a community of like-minded people and you'll have the opportunity to make new friends and meet new people. And you'll gain invaluable skills and hands-on experience, which could potentially help you with a career later on down the track. And as we're going to be talking about soon, research has shown that volunteering can help us lead a happier and healthier life. Now, we have various uh, volunteer roles available at the Lost Dogs Home that you can get involved in, and we're going to talk you through those now. So our most important, well, not important, the most, our most popular um, aspect of our volunteer program is our dog enrichment volunteers. So our dog enrichment volunteers provide physical and mental stimulation to our adoptable dogs while they're waiting for their new homes. Activities that they get involved with include exercising, training and spending quality time with the dogs, and that's both on and off the premises of the Lost Dogs Home. Not only do these activities help to keep the dogs happy and healthy whilst in our care, they also teach them valuable skills and manners that they can take with them to their new homes. Now, we also have cat enrichment volunteers, so if you're more of a cat person, perhaps this is one for you. Our cat enrichment volunteers provide care and socialisation to our adoptable cats and kittens while they wait to find their new homes. So, as well as providing enrichment activities and making cat toys, uh, these volunteers also help out with cleaning and feeding. We also have events volunteers. Um, Those volunteers assist at various on- and off-site community events for the Lost Dogs Home and also for the National Pet Register that we run. The tasks might include helping the team set up and pack down equipment, promoting the Lost Dogs Home's animal welfare programs and services, general customer service duties, and assisting with microchipping and microchip checking activities. This is generally seasonal work and it's dependent on our event schedule. Now, we also have administration volunteers. So, our admin volunteers work within various departments of the Lost Dogs Home, um, including National Pet Register and fundraising. And the things that they they do um, might include, you know, packing show bags, mailing out receipts, opening mail, sending out registration tags, and just, you know, doing some filing and basic data entry. We also have a corporate volunteer program, which is great. So it's a fantastic way for your employer to make a positive difference in the community. The home provides corporate volunteers with the opportunity to complete volunteer work with us. And that's generally a combination of tasks, including animal enrichment and helping with other things in the shelter. 
So a good way for people and their employers to make a difference. Definitely, yeah. Um, and now we also uh, have work experience students. So we offer a work experience program to give high school students um, aged 15 or over the opportunity to learn a bit more about animal care and responsible pet ownership while working in a shelter environment. Now, this program is very, very popular, so um, it is best to contact us as soon as possible at the start of the year to book in your week. Now, Manuel, can you tell us a bit about how you apply to become a volunteer? What does it involve? Um, It's a fairly straightforward process. Um, Our website has recently been updated, which has streamlined this process even further. So all the information is on our website, and you can also fill out our application form through the website. So that's embedded in the website um, for you to use. Um, You need to submit an application form um, along with a copy of a photo ID and a written reference. And from there, that will get to me. Um, I'll go through them. I call everybody. Um, Everyone comes in for an interview. And if you're successful, um, you have to complete some training, some induction training. um, And following that, you can get started. So it is a very popular program, um, but we do try to get to everyone in a timely manner. Absolutely. Um, And now foster carers are also a type of volunteer as well. Correct. And I always forget that. (laughs) (laughs) So the application process is very similar for them. Um, it's essentially the same. Obviously, the training is different for them. Um, and that's run by a different coordinator, by Elena, my colleague. Um, but yes, we do, foster carers do count as volunteers and they're just as important to us at the Lost Dogs Home. Yep. So foster carers open their homes and hearts to animals in need of temporary care away from the shelter. Um, so they might be too young for adoption or recovering from surgery or just need some good old TLC. So as well as helping the individual animal, you're also helping us to create much needed space in our shelters as well. So foster care can last anywhere from two days to four weeks and all expenses are covered by the Lost Dogs Home. So for more info um, about foster care program and how to apply, visit dogshome.com. And now it's time for our Pet of the Week. This week's Pet of the Week. So this week's Pet of the Week is Tris, a gorgeous tabby cat who is almost two years old. She's up for adoption at our North Melbourne shelter and has um, been searching for a home since November last year. So we really hope she will find a home soon. She is a shy cat who needs a loving new home. Uh, She can be unsure of new people and new environments, but with time and TLC, she will come out of her shell. And because of her shy nature, she uh, is probably best suited to a quiet home where where she can uh, enjoy a peaceful lifestyle. So she'll make a good match for an adult home or perhaps a family with teenage kids. Now, once uh, she gets to know you and feels comfortable with you, she will show you lots of love and affection. Uh, And... But, but she does prefer to keep her paws planted on the ground, but lots of pets will keep her very happy. Now, her ID number is 1002906. If you uh, want to learn more about her, you can visit dogshome.com and you can also contact our North Melbourne shelter on 93292755. Now, if you are looking to adopt from the Lost Dogs Home, it's definitely a good idea to give us a call before you pop in just to make sure the animal you're interested in is still available and isn't already going through the adoption process with another family. Volunteering is a very rewarding and fulfilling experience. In fact, research has proved that volunteers live happier, healthier lives. Up next, you'll hear from Dr Stephen Carbone from Beyond Blue about why volunteering is good for our mental health. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Every year, more than 6 million Australians donate their time to volunteer in their local community. They make an incredible contribution and help so many, whether that be people or animals. Volunteering can also have great benefits on the individual, so they can learn new skills, gain experience and make new friends. 
Research has also shown that volunteering can be associated with greater health and happiness. We spoke to a few of our volunteers at the Lost Dogs Home while we were putting together this show, and all of them mentioned the positive impact their volunteer work had on them personally. A common theme was how rewarding it felt to volunteer, and how the experience gave such a sense of happiness and fulfilment. Last year, Pets Aloud presenter Oz caught up with Dr Stephen Carbone from Beyond Blue to find out why volunteering can be good for our mental health. We would like to advise that the following interview may contain content that some listeners may find distressing. Give Happy, Live Happy is this year's National Volunteer Week slogan. In your experience, can you tell us how volunteering increases happiness? Well, uh, it's thought to work in in various ways. So I think uh, one of the main sort of benefits of volunteering, I guess, is that it uh, gets you out and about and connected and socialising with with other people. And we know that there are various things that are good for our mental health. I mean, some some individual personal skills like being able to, you know, problem solve and think things through. But relationships are also a big part of what keeps us sort of mentally healthy, having those connections with friends and family and, and our general community. So being out there involved with others is one of the, the things that uh, is quite beneficial about volunteering. Mm. And in particular, how can volunteering help, for instance, anxiety or depression? A lot of these conditions like anxiety and depression um, you know, can be triggered by various uh, you know, stresses in, in our life. And um, social isolation is definitely one of the things that can contribute to conditions like depression and, and to some extent uh, anxiety conditions as well. So, you know, if people feel a bit left out, excluded, um, they don't feel they've got those connections with others, um, you know, apart from sometimes being, um, you know, boring and lonely, it Mm. it can be quite stressful and increase the risk of uh, those sorts of conditions developing. So, you know, we encourage people to sort of make those connections uh, with those around them. It's, it's, It's one of the ways that we can protect our mental health and also help ourselves you know, if we experience uh, depression and anxiety conditions. Mm. Well, coming up on the program uh, later, we will be actually speaking with one of our dog walking volunteers, Raphael, who cites volunteering for us, and in particular volunteering with our animals, has helped his anxiety and depression. What can you say about that connection with dogs and cats that we have that can assist people with anxiety and depression? Look, I think, uh, you know, that probably works in a variety of ways. I mean, like we said, firstly, you know, it's about sort of having that, that contact with, with someone or something important in our lives. I mean, we're, we're social creatures and, and we like being around um, others, but that also includes, you know, pets. Pets become our friends. They become, you know, part of the family. We we, we relate to them as we would relate to um, human beings in a lot of ways. And it's also that sense that you know you've got you know someone or something there that you can care for. So it brings you out of yourself. It makes you focus on the other. And um, you know we know that giving and thinking about you know others you know outside of yourself is also something that can improve your your mental well-being. In Beyond Blue's Guide to What Works for Depression, the organisation lists animal-assisted therapy and having pets as a way to help manage depression. Can you tell me what it is about being around animals 
you know, through the means of therapy, which you, you, you covered uh, briefly a short time ago, can help people um, on an ongoing basis to deal with mental illness? Well, I think it's a combination of things. There may be some sort of physical health benefits. I mean, when you have a dog in your life, obviously, you know, you're going to be out and about walking the dog and, you know, that will boost your sort of levels of physical activity. And we know that exercise is, is one of the things that, that helps to, to lift mood. You're also out there interacting with others. I mean, there's so many people that uh, go to parks and, you know, you mm. see a, a group of people congregated together. They're out and about walking their dogs. The dogs have fun together. You know, the people start chatting and getting to know each other and you can make some friendships out of that. So I think there's that sort of physical benefits and the social participation benefits. But there's also that sense that you're, as I said before, you know, that empathy and that care that you're mm. providing for someone. So, you know, we, we create that connection and we feel good. We, we feel we're doing something useful, important, and, you know, it gives us a sense of purpose or meaning, which is also, you know, a, another thing that's important for good mental health. That was Dr Stephen Carbone from Beyond Blue talking about why volunteering can be good for our mental health. Now, if you are um, experiencing personal problems and need to talk to someone, please call Lifeline, a 24-hour crisis support service on 13 11 14. Uh, that number again is 13 11 14. Now, for more info about anxiety or depression, you can uh, call Beyond Blue on one three hundred double two four six three six, or talk to your GP or local healthcare professional. You may have seen some of the stunning photos of the pets up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Homes Campaspe Shelter. These were all taken by a volunteer. Up next, our volunteer photographer Melanie is going to tell you more about her role. This is Pets Allowed on Joy ninety four point nine. Joy ninety four point nine. It's National Volunteer Week, and today we're talking about all the wonderful work of volunteers and the invaluable contribution they make to our community. Throughout the show, we're also introducing you to some of our lovely volunteers at the Lost Dogs Home. We hope their stories will inspire you to consider donating some of your time to help make a difference to the lives of animals in need. The Homes Compassby Shelter, located in Echuca, cares for almost 1,500 dogs and cats every year. And when the pets at our Compassby Shelter are ready for adoption, they need a great adoption photo to help them stand out to potential adopters. Now, you may have seen some of the photos on our website and social media pages, but did you know these were taken by a volunteer? Melanie from Unleashed Photography by Mel donates her time uh, to take a variety of fun photos of the adoptable dogs and cats at our Compassby Shelter. Now, last week I caught up with Melanie to find out what inspired her to become a volunteer and to hear what it's like being a a photographer at an animal shelter. Where did your passion from photography stem from? When I was young, there was always a camera around the house. My dad had a wonderful camera. and Whenever I found something interesting to capture, I'd go find the camera and take a few too many images as a one subject. So there was always a bit of a laugh when the negatives were developed. And there was <laughs> a million for one thing. So what inspired you to become a volunteer photographer for the Lost Dogs Home? Um, when I decided to go down the path of pet photography, I noticed a lot of other pet photographers donated their time and images to shelters and at the same time gathered experience with different breeds of dogs and of course the cats. I met Kate, the manager here in Echuca, through a mutual friend and I asked her if it would be possible for me to do the same. So I go out there and gain the experience and confidence that I need for my business and hopefully help the animals find homes at the same time. Oh, fantastic. And you've been doing it for a little while now, haven't you? Yes, for a bit over a year now, yeah. 
What does it involve? Like, what's a typical shift like for you as a volunteer photographer? I head out to the shelter and I usually start with the cats. I speak with the girls out there and they let me know which ones have been waiting the longest for home. So I try to make sure I capture them first. So hopefully some fresher and newer images of them help them find a home sooner. I let them have a little bit of a play and get used to me in the camera before I get taking images. And then usually when the staff are ready and they're taking the dogs out to their play outside, I head out there with the dogs. The dogs are probably a little bit more easier to get images of than the cats if they're a little bit more responding to treats. So usually get more of a smile out of them. What do you love most about your role? I just love spending time with the, the cats and dogs and giving them a little bit of attention. And it's a rewarding feeling seeing my images being used to help the animals find loving homes. That's great. Absolutely, especially like as you said, um, particularly with cats, some of them are up for adoption for so long. Like we've had some recently up for adoption for more than 200 days. So, you know, for you to take really nice photos of them and then to see them be adopted, that just must be the best feeling. It is nice. It is nice to see. Yep, (laughs) definitely. And what would you say is the most challenging part of your role? Um, not bringing home every dog and cat that melts my heart, probably. But mostly it's trying to get the cats to sit still long enough to look at the camera and, yeah, it's a skill I'm still working on. <laughs> if there's anyone out there who's thinking about becoming a volunteer, what would you say to encourage them to consider volunteering for a shelter like the Lost Dogs Home? Volunteering is definitely an incredibly rewarding experience and I recommend it to anyone who wants to make a difference to the lives of animals in need. It helps the shelter staff be more productive. The animals benefit from the extra attention and it's also a great feeling knowing you're helping them find loving homes and changing their lives for the better. If anyone out there wants to learn a bit more about you and see more of your work, where can they go? You're on Facebook, aren't you? I am... All my work goes on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, so it's just Unleashed Photography by Mel. You should be able to find that just by, yeah, searching it up. That was our volunteer photographer, Melanie, talking about what it's like photographing the dogs and cats up for adoption at our Camp Aspie shelter. And the track behind that interview was by Ben Sound. Have you been thinking about volunteering with animals? It's so rewarding and makes such a positive difference to the lives of animals in need. But don't take my word for it. Up next, cat enrichment volunteer Rosie and dog enrichment volunteer Catherine will tell you why it's an experience you won't want to miss out on. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. At the Lost Dogs Home, we're very fortunate to have a team of dedicated volunteers. These wonderful people come from all walks of life, but they share a common passion, and that's animal welfare. Earlier this week, Kristen caught up with a couple of the volunteers at our North Melbourne shelter to find out what their roles involve and what they love most about volunteering at the home. First, let's hear from our cat enrichment volunteer Rosie. Have you always been passionate about animals? Always. We've grown up with animals. I can't remember a time in my childhood that we never had animals. So it was always part of our lives. Even when we moved into stage, uh, we took them with us. So we've always had them. Even when I got married and had children, I always made sure that they had a pet to grow up with. So yeah, it was kind of all my life. What inspired you to become a volunteer for the Lost Dogs Home? It's always something I've always thought of, um, but unfortunately, a bit, well, not unfortunately, but fortunately, I had um, with children and work, it was sort of like put on the back burner for many years. And uh, now that my children are older, a little bit more independent. So between work, I come and volunteer once a week. And um, yeah, I've decided this is what I want to do, like as far as volunteering goes, and I just love it. So how long have you been volunteering? It'd be over six months now. I think I've only uh, missed a couple of weeks due to work commitments. 
yeah, try and come at least every week, once a week, and um, yeah, just totally enjoy it. And the staff are lovely. What does your role as cat enrichment volunteer involve? What do you do? When okay, you come in? well, when I come in, uh, sign in, then I come in and I will open up the doors and I pat them, brush them, uh, and I'll also clean the cages when um, a cat has been adopted and the girls are busy. I will go and clean the cage for them and get it ready for the next cat to come down to be adopted. Busy job as well with so many cats up for adoption. And there are so many. What do you love most about your volunteer role? I think just coming and walking in and so like the cats come up and they stare at you through the glass door and opening up and just giving them a pat and just telling them that, you know, reassuring them that there is somebody that cares. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they come from and, you know, how long they've been without a human, that, you know, we are there and we do care for them. What is the most challenging part of the role? Coming in and seeing the same cats there every week, especially the adult cats. A lot of people come in looking just for kittens and um, just seeing the adult cats there every week. That's what I think I find most challenging, knowing that they've got their own personality and I think that if people kind of stop and looked, they'd realise that they're just as beautiful as what kittens are. If there's anyone out there who's thinking about becoming a volunteer for a shelter like the Lost Dogs Home, what sort of words of support or encouragement would you give them? I think that if you've been thinking about it, then I think you should do it. I believe that um, most people have got a couple of hours to spare a week and it just brings so much joy just to see them and just to show the cats that there are humans out there that actually do want them and do love them and that um, just to put out your hand and put out your um, your time and all, you know, the end result is that when they purr, you just know that you've done a good job. Just spending time with them and I think that if you've got a couple of hours to spare, that's all that they require was Rosie talking about her role as cat enrichment volunteer at the Lost Dogs Home uh, and the track behind that was from uh, Ben Sound. Now let's hear from dog enrichment volunteer Catherine. Where did your passion for animals stem from? I think I've always had it. We had cats growing up and we were constantly adopting new strays who would turn up at the back door looking very sad and hungry and we also had budgies and mice and eventually after a lot of nagging I convinced my parents to get a dog. (laughs) What then inspired you to become a volunteer at the Lost Dogs Home? I changed my working life um, and stopped working in the office full-time and went freelance, which just meant that I had a lot more flexibility in my time. And um, I was already a donor with the Lost Dogs Home, so I knew about the organisation. I just thought I wanted to get more actively involved. How long have you been volunteering here? I think about four years now. Four years, wow. Yeah. And so what is involved in a typical shift as a dog enrichment volunteer? What do you do? Um, I usually do the... early morning shift which is from 8 till 10 and that's when the adoption staff are cleaning out the dog pens so while they're doing the nasty job of cleaning I get to take the dogs out of the pens give them a walk around the yard give them a pat give them a treat give them a bit of attention and what do you love most about your role I think it's just seeing the pleasure of the dogs they just enjoy it so much just you know anything you do with them they just love having you there going for a walk getting out and about having a sniff around and you can see what a difference it makes to them what would you say is the most challenging part of the role just seeing all the dogs in need and the constant stream of them sometimes i think in the morning i think this morning there'll be no dogs left and there's always new dogs come in What would you say to encourage people to consider becoming a volunteer for a shelter like the Lost Dogs Home? What words of advice would you give or encouragement even? I'd just say 
come and give it a go because it's so much fun. It's just a win for everyone. Like you make such a difference to the dogs, you're getting some exercise, some fresh air, and they will make you smile. That was Catherine talking about her role as dog enrichment volunteer at the Lost Dogs Home and the track behind that was by Ben Sound. Now, if Rosie and Catherine have inspired you to consider becoming a volunteer, uh, visit dogshome.com for more info uh, about how to apply. Foster carers are volunteers who provide temporary care to animals who need some relaxation or rehabilitation in a loving home environment to help prepare them for adoption. Up next, you'll hear more about the foster care program at the Lost Dogs Home and how you can play a special part in an animal's journey towards finding their forever home. Pets allowed on Joy 94.9. Foster carers are volunteers who open their homes and hearts to animals who need a little extra help before they'll be ready for adoption. Whether they're too young for adoption, are recovering from surgery or in need of some TLC, these animals all benefit from spending time in a loving home environment. Fostering is a really rewarding experience too. You'll be playing a special part in an animal's journey towards finding their forever home. And you'll also be helping to create much needed space in our shelters to accommodate for other unwanted and abandoned animals coming into our care. A few months ago, Pets Aloud presenter Sam caught up with one of the Lost Dogs Home's foster carers, Rebecca, to hear more about what it's like fostering animals in need. I love the variety. I love that every, you know, three, four weeks I have another dog coming to my home that I get to meet and I get to, you know, build up that bond with and build up that trust with and we learn each other's quirks over the first week or two and it's really, really lovely having uh, that variety. And it's really nice when you reach the end of their foster care period, the two or three or four weeks, and you can actually bring them back and they're a totally different animal and they're now adoptable and they're ready to go and it makes you feel really, really quite happy and quite proud. home is just myself my fiance and our dog and we actually lost our dog a few months ago now to cancer and um, when we lost him it just left this sort of great gaping hole in our home and we considered getting a dog of our own but it just wasn't the right time for us we thought this was a really good option to you know still have a, a waggly tail in our home without the responsibility of, of taking our own dog that we weren't quite ready for yet Prince Frederick, who was a beautiful Great Dane, who actually came into the home fairly um, emaciated and, you know, needing some surgery on his back, so he wasn't in the best condition when he came in. How did it make you feel to see such a huge transformation in him over such a short period of time? To be honest, I was really, really proud. I was like a proud mother. The day I brought him back in for his reway, he'd actually put on 12 kilos at my house. And I ran around to all the vets and all the nurses going, he's put on 12 kilos, he's put on 12 kilos. I was really, really proud of, you know, the effort we'd put in and the job that he had done putting that weight on. And he's, yeah, he's down in adoptions now and he looks fantastic and he's this happy, confident dog. And, and yeah, and I love that I was able to contribute to that. What traits do you think a foster care needs to have in order to, you know, care for, for a dog or a cat? I think first and foremost is just care and compassion for animals. Um, obviously, you need to be an animal lover to take animals into your home. Yep. Uh, but honestly, apart from that, there's such a huge variety of animals that need looking after that 
um, you know, whatever sort of person you are, whatever sort of lifestyle you have, there will be something here that, that you can care for. So if you've got care and you've got compassion, that's sort of all you need. The animals will fit in with you. would you give them? Basically I would say inquire. Don't think about it, actually ring up and inquire because I think you know a lot of people think it takes a lot more sort of commitment or they're not ready or the house isn't suitable or whatever it is. Like I said before there's an animal out there that is suitable for you whether it be a Great Dane or whether it be a tiny little six-week-old kitten there is something that you can look after and um, not only is it extraordinarily satisfying for yourself, but these animals really, really need the help. And even you know, the tini teeniest, tiniest little foster uh, that you can take home just helps the home out immensely. Um, and it, you know, it gets them out of the shelter, which is what they need. So definitely ring up and inquire. That was Rebecca talking about what it's like being a foster carer for the Lost Dogs Home and the track there was by Ben Sound. Now the home is always in need of foster carers to help look after animals in their own homes um, to help prepare them for adoption. Foster care can last anywhere from two days to four weeks and um, all expenses will be covered by the Lost Dogs Home. For more info about our foster care program and how to apply, visit dogshome.com. And we've almost reached the end of another show. Um, before we go today, we're going to give you the lowdown on some of the pet-friendly and animal-themed events happening around town. That's up next in Dog Dates. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. The Victorian AIDS Council presents Well, Well, Well on Joy, the show that's all about sex, health and well-being. Health and well-being. Well, well, well. Joy, 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 joy. Monday nights from 8pm on Joy and available via podcast at joy.org.au slash wellwellwell. It's your program for expert advice, real stories, honest, informed conversations and unvarnished opinion. So join us for Well, Well, Well on Joy. Proudly sponsored and presented by the Victorian AIDS Council. Community calendar. This is Dog Dates. Now, uh, Manuel, would you like to tell us about our dog date for the week? No problem. We just have the one for this week. It's the RSPCA Million Paws Walk, a very popular event that everybody knows about. Um, it's on tomorrow, Sunday the 15th of May, and it's at around 17 different locations across Victoria. Um, it's the RSPCA's biggest fundraising event, and it's back. It's in its 21st year. The 2016 Million Paws Walk is a big event on the K9 calendar. Join the RSPCA and walk to fight animal cruelty at the Million Paws Walk. Register online and help raise vital funds for animals in need. There'll be lots of activities and entertainment on the day for you and your pooch to enjoy. For more information and to register, you can visit millionpawswalk.com.au. Ah, uh, heaps of fun. That event, I've been to quite a few. It's always good to get out and about and see all the other animal lovers with their dogs and help support a good cause as well. It is. It's always, I'm always impressed by how many animals are actually there and by how smoothly the day runs, given there's yep. so many animals it's in one place always, at one time. always been very well run and, uh, you know, no punch-ons between any dogs. Everyone no. gets along really lovely and, yeah, good chance to make new friends. Yes. And on that note, we have reached the end of another show. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, before we go, quick reminder, our pet of the week is Tris, a, an almost two-year-old cat who's up for adoption at our North Melbourne shelter. She is quite shy, so she's looking for a quiet adult home. Um, you know, with time and TLC, she will come out of her shell and make a really lovely companion. And coming up next is Aaron bringing you the latest indie and alternative hits with Sass. Did you miss part of our show today? Don't worry, you can podcast it via our profile page at joy.org.au slash petsallowed. 
Thank you for tuning in and uh, thank you to all of the volunteers out there this National Volunteer Week. You do a fantastic job. We couldn't do it without you. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to walk your dogs. And pat your cats. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.